I love that we sang that song. How many of y'all have heard that song on Spotify before? Have heard a recording of it? So it's really interesting because it's so fitting for this topic, and you can go ahead and be seated. I probably should have let you sit. Um, but in this song, there's a bridge that we don't, we don't necessarily sing on Sundays because it was very personal to the writer, I think. And there's a bridge in this song that says, when she laid in that hospital bed, you are worthy. When she could barely lift your head, you are worthy. And when all is, is done, it's something about when all is done, you're still worthy. I'll never stop singing your praise. I'll never stop singing your praise. And it's really powerful because you can tell that the author of that song had experienced pain, had experienced a place where they were praying for healing, had experienced a place where they were in the hospital and they were praying, Lord, you are worthy regardless. And as I was preparing this, when Mariah told me that the topic was healing, I was like, oh, okay, this can be a hard topic sometimes because it can be really personal. And as I was praying and preparing, the word that just came to mind was glory. And that everything in our life is for his glory. And in, in the healing, in the pain, in the brokenness, in the joy, in the victory, in the sorrow, in every single place in our life, it's for his glory. And he's still worthy regardless. And there was different, I was processing through what kind of stories I could tell. We really believe that my daughter Karis was healed in utero. It's a wonderful story, but that's not what the Lord laid on my heart for today. I wanted to share with you a story of a sweet friend of ours. Um, his name is Trey. And when we met him, he was not yet married, but eventually he married a woman named Tabitha. And Trey, before we met him in his early 20s, he um, had been diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumor. And it was like right here on the, frontal, on the frontal lobe of his head. And it grew into a pretty large ball size tumor. He was in his early 20s, shocking for someone that is so young. And um, his family just, it was incredibly hard, but they prayed over him. They had people praying over him and just um, continuous faith and prayer for his healing. And when he was getting ready to go into surgery, they did like a pre-op and a pre-op appointment like a week earlier, and it had shrunk down significantly. And they were able to remove it. And he did lose some feeling in his, some um, use in his left side, but he was healed. The tumor was gone and God just miraculously healed him. He went on to go to seminary, which is where we met him. His name is Trey because he's a third and he was from Texas. He was John Michael's roommate. So we actually got really close with Trey. He was kind of our third wheel dating. So he drove me crazy because <laughs> sometimes I felt like there was two men and I was trying to like manage both of them, but he drove me crazy. And, but we loved him. We just, we loved him. We cooked for him most of the time. We drove him most places because he couldn't drive himself because of the um, palsy in one of his sides. And while he was in seminary, he was studying for youth ministry. He went to church with us and began serving as a youth pastor at the church. And right after we moved away, after we had gotten married and moved away from, um, from New Orleans, he met his sweet white wife. Tabitha, and they got married. Well, within a year of their marriage, his tumor started to grow again, or it was another one right next to it. 
and it grew very rapidly. And um, within about two years, it was very serious. And I remember we went to the hospital to see him and his face was very distorted from the tumor. And his sweet wife had been a caretaker in her early 20s for about two years. For most of their marriage, she had been a caretaker, which was kind of traumatic, a little bit hard for her. But um, we just, we, we prayed with her. It was probably one of the hardest conversations I ever had with Tabitha in that hospital room, um, in the hospital cafeteria, just hearing this story of how all of this had happened. And uh, about five days later, Trey did pass away. And I tell you this story not because it's, it's terrible, but because God is so good and he brought glory out of this. So throughout Trey's life, for those years that God gave him from the healing to the point when he passed away in his late 20s, he served in youth ministry, went to seminary, he met a godly wife, and he brought God glory with this story. It was just this powerful story that people love to hear. And then his wife, this is really um, special and sweet to me, about two years later, I was doing an outreach event in New Orleans on the riverfront, and it was called Story Marks. It was stories of, it's women's tattoo, pictures of women's tattoos and stories behind them. And she had a tattoo that was like symbolic of the story that she had with Trey. And we asked her if we could use her story to be able to share the gospel at that outreach event. And then she had the opportunity about two weeks later at an outreach event to share her testimony and present the gospel. And she did an absolutely incredible job and people came to know Christ because of her story. And God continues to use Tabitha and continues to bring him glory in her life. And so through all of it, God did a miracle because Trey was healed from the pain and the difficulty and the struggle, and God used Tabitha for his glory, continues to use her and her story to share the gospel, and so many come to know Christ. And so I tell that story because there is healing and then there's loss in there. And, and what I think the Lord is really laying on my heart is it's all for his glory. It's all for his glory. Every, every place we walk through, the testimonies of healing, Karis being healed in utero, that is for his glory. God has great plans for her life. And um, my husband and I witnessed a man that was healed from ALS in our church in Kentucky. And God used it for his glory. And then we have friends that passed away and their funeral was incredible and people came to know Jesus and it was for his glory. And so really wanna encourage you this morning that in every single place in our life, we have an opportunity to bring glory to God through the sorrow, through the pain, through the joy, and through the victory. And because we just have a couple more minutes, I wasn't going to share this. How many of you are following the season three of Chosen? You all following it? Well, there's this really interesting story. It's not in the Bible, but it's very, very interesting because I think it really hammers in this point. And one of the disciples, he's on a crutch. He has trouble walking. And he has this really interesting interchange with Jesus about healing. And I won't go into it because it's not necessarily in scripture. But what I think is so profound is that he, he along with the other disciples, were sent out on a missionary journey. They were sent out on missionary journeys as they followed Jesus, as they were discipled by Jesus. And it depicts him pray, laying hands on another person that could not walk and him getting healed. So the man on the crutch lays his hands on a man 
that cannot walk and is, and is healed. And he's like, what? what in the world? What just happened? How did that happen? Why am I still? But it's powerful because it's for God's glory. And it's, and it's the, the testimony of that, that God uses us in our broken places, and it brings him glory. As we pray over people, pray for healing, even if there's places in our life where we have not yet been healed, it brings God glory. So in those places where God is healed, where God heals, it's glorious. When doctors use the skills that God's given them, it brings God glory. When teachers work with kids with learning disabilities, it brings it brings God glory. When we serve on freedom ministry altar teams and pray over freedom and healing in people's life, it brings God glory. When we lead small groups and people experience the redemption and the power of Jesus, it brings God glory. And in all of those places in our life, it brings God glory. And the passage that God laid on my heart to wrap this time as we move into a time of prayer um, is not specifically about healing, but it is about the power of Jesus and his glory. It says in Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.